What's happening? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, coming to you today to talk about how to understand politics. Now, if you've watched a lot of my videos, read a lot of my articles, you know that I uh, recommend not engaging in, in politics. And video I did a month or so ago on fuck politics and why you shouldn't care about it got a good response, and there were a lot of arguments in that that I thought that were really effective. However, I want to be able to give you more than that. I want to be able to give you a broader perspective. I want to be able to um, give you some more arguments, some more frames, as well as how to transmute your natural masculine uh, political energy for changing the world and wanting to make the world a better place into something that's going to be productive for you. Okay, so this is going to be a multi-part part series again. And... Those points will come in the later version of the series. However, in part one right here, what I wanna to give to you is a frame that I've found for understanding the political game. If you're not sold on my methodology, if you're not sold on my perspective, this one will really shake things up for you once you understand it, okay? And the frame is, and, and again, I'm model agnostic, I use frames to get better understandings of things, but I'm not tied to any particular frame. But I want to give you this frame because it's a really, really good way of understanding the political game. And it is a game. Okay, Politics is pro wrestling. All right. Pro wrestling, not Olympic wrestling, pro wrestling, as in the WWE. All right. That's what politics is. If you want to understand politics, understand the WWE and the game of pro wrestling, okay? Basically, pro wrestling works like this. You've got the owner at the top, Vince McMahon. You've got the wrestlers, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash. And then you've got the marks, which is the people in the audience, okay? They call the audience members marks. Mark means an idiot. Mark means uh, someone who is getting conned. Mark means someone who's getting hustled. All right, this is terminology from uh, that con men would use going back to the 50s, as well as carnies, uh, which are people who worked in the carnival. And that was how they would describe the people that came to the carnival because they were getting hustled on some type of scam. Like, you know, when you try and throw the dime in the Coke bottle and it doesn't fit, or you try and shoot the ball in the hoop and it doesn't go in because you're a mark and their games are rigged so that you can't win and you can't get the prizes and people win very, very rarely. So they describe the patrons, the people paying money as marks. And pro wrestling evolved out of the carnival. The original wrestling promoter was the carnival barker. You can imagine Vince McMahon yelling, you know, step right up, see the world's strongest man, because that is, you know, the WWE is basically the carnival barker on steroids, okay? And that's where all wrestling came from. And even as late as the 1950s, wrestling, you know, a lot of people believed that the wrestling was real because they hadn't seen MMA and they hadn't seen real fights. And, and it was very important for the audience to know that the wrestlers were actually wrestling and the good guys and bad guys would never be seen together in public. And it was this uh, deception that was put together um, on their customers who they called marks. And if basically, 
if you bought a ticket and believed it meant you were stupid, it meant you were a mark, and it meant that you were getting conned. That's how they look at their customers, okay? And they still call them marks to this day. If you watch any of the shoot interviews, you will see them referring to you know, the people who buy this stuff as marks, all right? However, they differentiate between dumb marks and smart marks. The smart marks they call smarks, okay? It's weird terminology, but I mean, you can watch the shoot interviews, Kevin Nash, who was Diesel in WWE, for those of you guys who remember, does a lot of these shoot interviews, and, and he, he never says customers, he, he only says marks, okay? Um, but the difference is, the dumb marks think it's real, okay? The dumb marks are the kids and some grown men, there are actually still a lot of grown men, if you look on the wrestling forums, who think pro wrestling is real, okay? Those are the dumb marks. The smart marks are the ones who know everything. They know the backstage politics, they know the high spots, they know uh, all the bumps that the guys are gonna do, they know the whole thing, they know the whole industry. You know, they might know more about the industry than some wrestlers do. However, they're still marks because they still keep buying the pay-per-views, all right? They still keep buying the pay-per-views. It is the, the definition of the mark is the guy who gives them money, okay? That's how they see it. You might be dumb and think it's real, or you might be smart and know whatever is going on, but to them, you're still a fucking mark because you're still giving them the money, okay? You're being conned because you're giving them the money, all right? Now, what you see when you see a pro wrestling match, okay, and it wasn't until the last decade where they started calling it sports entertainment because, I mean, people's general... IQ about these types of things went up so high as well as the tax breaks that Vince was able to get and, and legal loopholes of not having it be a sport. But until then, they had to present what was called kayfabe. Okay, kayfabe means you never seek the bad guys and the good guys together. You're always presenting the image that it's real. But they, you know, last decade, they admitted that it's scripted and that it's entertainment. Um, and you you get their version of reality, okay? The, the marks never see what's actually going on. You get a scripted version of reality and everyone goes to the show and has a good time and, and suspends their disbelief. The smart ones suspend their disbelief. Dumb ones actually believe that, you know, Hulk Hogan's body slamming that guy and the other guy's really hurt, okay? Um, but it is a scripted version of reality and that's what they... That's what people pay for. They pay for to, that scripted version of reality, okay? But the truth is not what you're seeing. You're not seeing the truth, okay? You're seeing entertainment. You're seeing a predetermined scripted reality, okay? The truth does not exist in the WWE universe. The universe is designed as entertainment, okay? It is as designed... Um, as entertainment with all sorts of triggers for one reason and one reason only to maximize the amount of profit that they're able to take from their marks, okay? It's a business. That is what the business is designed for. And in 2017, WWE is a public company. They have shareholders, okay? It is all about making money for the owner, uh, Vince McMahon and his family and the shareholders, all right? That is the what the entire illusion is created for is to absorb that 
money and that buy-in from the marks. So the truth is not what the WWE is about. If you want to see the truth, then you go to the indie media, media channels on YouTube and you watch the shoot interviews. And I, ha I hate to admit, like when I was a little kid, for me and my boys, it was like Hulk Hogan was God and Macho Man and all those guys. And occasionally I'll find myself watching the shoot interviews where these guys are telling these crazy road stories about the 80s or in Hulk Hogan or when I was in high school, it was WCW and the NWO, which we still watched a little bit. You know, we play uh, WCW on N64. So occasionally I'll go onto YouTube and I'll watch the shoot interviews about some crazy story about the Honky Talk Man or Hulk Hogan or Vince McMahon or something like that. And that's where you actually get the truth. Okay, that's where you get the backstage politics. That's where you get the... Um, the reality of what's going on, but with a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction and a tiny, tiny budget of the WWE, all right? So the scripted fairy tale uh, version of reality is the one with the massive budget and the one that everyone's buying into. And the tiny little indie sites uh, that have the truth are a mere fraction of that audience and a mere fraction of the amount of, of revenue goes to those sites as opposed to the WWE, which has made Vince McMahon a billionaire, okay? So that's what you need to understand. The fighting you get is overt and scripted, okay? It is overt and scripted. The real fighting is covert and unscripted. What I mean by that is the real fighting about who gets to the top and who gets to the main events is determined by the backstage uh, power battles for who gets in Vince McMahon's ear or Triple H's ear, or whoever's in, you know, whoever's in charge of the WWE or whatever organization they're working for. Okay, the real, the guys that you see who made it to that level have made it there from the covert backstage battles that they've won. Okay, and if you watch the shoot interviews of Hulk Hogan, everyone hates Hulk Hogan because he was always putting down other guys and kissing Vince McMahon's ass and always had an angle that made him the center of attention and made him the most amount of money because that's the game that he was playing, okay? That's why we saw Hulk Hogan as so big. I mean, it wasn't just his charisma. It was the, that he had the ability to politic backstage and do what had to be done to maintain his um, level as world champion, okay? So... Who wins is determined not by the overt battles of who can body slam the other guy the most, but the covert backstage battles, the shit that you can't actually see, all right? And not anyone is just allowed to wrestle. I couldn't just step into the ring and say, I'm going to wrestle, okay? I, I would have to be approved by the powers that be. Um, I would have to fit a certain criteria, which I don't fit. I mean, you'd have to be 6'4", six, six, at least. You'd have to be... 220 pounds for the most part, minimum. Um, and that's just, and you'd have to have already proven yourself in the smaller arenas that you can generate revenue, that you can get people to buy into your character, um, that you have the skills, that you're able to politic and get yourself to the high levels of those organizations. And that's just to get on in the WWE, okay? That's just to get into the low level. Then you have to be able to do all that stuff on the highest levels and politic your way to the highest levels of the WWE to become that headline guy, that Triple H, that Undertaker, or that Kevin Nash, or any of those big name guys, right? 
you're not just, no one is just allowed to wrestle, okay? You need approval just to get into the organization and then you need more approval to climb the rungs and actually become a high level guy and a decision maker and a power broker and a guy who's powerful uh, politically, which in turn will give you that overt power of being in WrestleMania and being in the high level cards, uh, which gives you that buy-in from the fans and money and all the things that everybody wants, okay? So that's what you need to understand. And to get there, you need buy-in from the marks. The marks, the dumb, the conned, need to buy into you. They need to buy into your character, okay? And yes, it is a character. Hulk Hogan is a character, all right? The real man is Terry Bollea. Hulk Hogan is a character, and it's a character he created for the marks to buy into, all right? And to be able to get big, he needs the marks to buy in. Okay, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing for a wrestler. He needs buy-in on a big level from the marks. He needs to be a very good salesman and be able to sell with his charisma and all these things to get the marks to buy in, all right? The other thing that he needs is the boss's ear. And if you watch the shoot interviews, you'll hear that Hulk Hogan was one of, if not the best, backstage uh, politickers. He was the he is the best at getting the boss's ear and building himself up and, and the few guys around him and holding the other younger uh, guys down. Okay, because there's only so many slots on the roster and there's only so many mainline events. And when you're a guy like Hulk Hogan or Kevin Nash and you get a percentage of each pay-per-view, you want to make sure that you're in the pay-per-view and that you're winning and that you're beating somebody every week because you need to keep beating people to um, maintain and sustain your persona of the guy who's the, the alpha, the top dude, right? You need guys who are going to just roll over for you. And a lot of that comes from being able to sell it to the boss that this is the best thing for business. Me going out, me Hulk Hogan going out and beating this other guy, beating him every Monday night is, is the best thing for our business, okay? Very important to understand. So you need to be able to politic, you need to be able to get buy-in from the marks, you need to be able to ruthlessly hold down the competitors who are coming in there and trying to take your spot because everyone wants Hulk Hogan's spot or Macho Man or John Cena or any of these guys. So they need to be very smart and savvy um, in all the covert battles and have the right allies and hold down um, the people that are coming up and trying to take what's theirs. So this is the idea, okay? This is the idea. You've got all these guys with these covert battles and then you've got the overt battles for people that, that real people can see. And you've got the WWE Universe, which is all overt, and then you've got the backstage and the indie media shoot interviews, which is all covert. And what happens is you get these conflicting narratives, okay? So a lot of the times in wrestling, you'll see a narrative that was supposed to go on for six months, but it just gets cut off and then you never hear from that guy again. When I was younger, I used to watch it and be like, Mr. Perfect was talking all this shit one day and then he's just gone. And he had this whole feud going on with somebody else and then he's just gone one day. And it's like, you find out later, oh, he had a drug problem. He had to go to rehab for five months, but they just don't talk about it. So you'll have like, sometimes it'll be a continuous narrative that will go on for six months and will build up to a WrestleMania. And then you'll have the winner of that narrative and then the feud will be over. And it'll be that 
sort of um, really nice arc. And sometimes that arc will get pulled off in two weeks and you won't hear it again. Or it will be shifted into a different arc and a bunch of different guys will be brought in and it will be a bigger arc, like the NWO when they went into WCW uh, back in the early 2000s, okay? So the narrative is always changing, always shifting. Sometimes it's continuous, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it looks surreal, sometimes it looks like complete bullshit, and sometimes it looks like it's been done very well, okay? And, but you don't get the truth about that from the o over WWE. If you want the truth about that, you have to go to the indie alternative media, the shoot sites to see like, okay, why did this angle just disappear out of nowhere and now they're focusing on something else? And then the shoot site will tell you, okay, Mr. Perfect or whoever had a drug problem and, and he left and that's what happened. So that's what you need to understand about that narrative. And in the sense that there is no unity of the elite, okay? Now we're gonna bring this back into the political sphere. And you hear a lot of people talk about the Illuminati or whatever and it's 300 years old and they're all working together and all come from the same families and they're all, this is not the reality, okay? The reality is there are multiple cliques of very powerful people backstage. We don't get to see the fights, but they are fighting, but it, it is not this elite unity, okay? You're taking like the most ruthless, intelligent people and you're saying they're just gonna agree with each other for 300 years and, and accept the positions. No, it's like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Kevin Nash, they all go out and put on a show for the marks, but backstage they're fighting for their little power base and to get more and to get one over on each other. Sometimes they're aligned with each other and they're like, I love this guy. And the, the next day they're fighting with him and they're aligned with someone else, doing whatever's in their own self-interest. And But all that fighting we can't see. Okay, and that's that's what's going on with the politics. Okay, you've got the neocons, you've got the progressives, you've got the traditional cons, you've got the libertarians, you've got all these different camps. Then you've got all these other different power bases around the world: Catholic Church, um, Saudis, you know, all these different groups and power bases and lobbyists, and you know, all these different various facets, and they're all fighting for the biggest piece of the pie that they can get. And they have their you know, they have their overt battles that we're able to see that gets through the filtering of the mainstream media, and then they have their covert battles that we can't see, that we can only peer at through the independent media. And even then, I'm not convinced that we know even, a f even if you're well researched on this stuff, you might even know five, ten percent of what's going on. Because, I mean, even with the independent media, we don't know how much of that's real information and how much of that is is part of the script. Um, so it's a very, very uh, similar thing to what's going on in WWE, okay? The actual fights are the ones that we can't see, all right? That's what's going on. We just see this scripted reality. And if you believe you're a mark, okay? You're either a smart mark or a dumb mark, all right? Now, the dumb mark is the person who's at the rally for the politician with their face painted in the fucking colors of their party, screaming and cheering. And, you know, when I saw um, Obama's first election, there were people in the street streaming like, why do you love Obama? And I remember one woman's like, we're not going to have to pay our mortgage anymore. He's going to fix everything. It's like, I mean, they, they are bought in and their marks on 
the dumb marks are marks on such a huge level and they're so bought in and any type of real talk or any type of um, criticism of their particular person will be met with like real aggression. Just like if you try and tell a grown man who's 40 years old who still believes that wrestling's real, like if you try and tell him and give him like logical explanations for why wrestling is scripted and not real, he will get very angry with you, okay? It's the same with someone who's hardcore, a dumb mark who fully believes in the political game, okay? But then you also have the smart marks, okay? And this is, when you look at the political sites and you see these long fucking comments from these dudes, they are, and they're always talking about what we need to do. They are still bought into the fucking game. And they're still usually bought into one guy or, or one, one um, type of ism, right? Okay, they're bought into one type of ism. And there's so many different isms and micro-isms and they think, but they are still bought into the game of like, if we just get this one guy here, you know, that's what we need. This is what we need to do. This is how we need to come together. We need this guy or, or this guy's the right guy and we believe in him. All right, and they have these long comments arguing with each other all the time. They're bought into it. They're just the smart ones, okay? There's the smart guys who understand wrestling is fake and they understand everything about wrestling, but they're still buying the pay-per-views. They're still get they're still buying in. They're still buying in to the fucking spectacle that is pro wrestling and the spectacle that is politics. Politics is a fucking spectacle, okay? They might as well come out with entrance music and fireworks and a fucking steel chair and the whole fucking bit, all right? They might as well come out like Hulk Hogan, all right? Because it is the same game. It is the same game, all right? It's that scripted reality. It's the scripted reality by the predator class, by the slave, uh, by the master class, by the producer class, to the marks, to the consumers, to the slaves, okay? That's it. That's how it goes. And I'm speaking to you as part of that class, okay? Part of the producer class. I live off of people who buy into what I'm selling. The difference is the only reason I'm able to tell you guys this stuff is because my business is building producers. I'm building you up to be a producer. Otherwise, I would have to sell you. I could never, I could never do this real talk. I would have to just sell you. I would have to keep selling the dream or selling you some type of scripted reality. However, my business involves building you guys up to um, the producer class where you are part of the producers, you are independent, you are your own boss, your own man, and this type of thing. So it's actually in my business interest to be able to tell you these things. But otherwise, you wouldn't hear about it, okay? You know, if I was pure mainstream, I would be telling you about the Lamborghini and I would be doing a video from my garage and I, it would be next to the fucking bookshelf that I didn't read and the Lamborghini that I rented and I'd be telling you the importance of knowledge and then selling you some fucking bullshit product, okay? <laughs> you know how that goes, right? That, like that's, that's the fucking WWE, right? That's the WWE, the pure predator, the pure looking at the guy as the fucking mark, okay? That's what's going on in politics. That's what's going on in a lot of mainstream businesses. And you got to wake up to that fucking reality unless you want to be a slave to it, unless you want to be a mark, okay? Either a dumb mark or a smart mark. Choose your pick. But as long as you are buying in, you are a mark. You are getting conned, all right? That's how it goes. And... 
The question is, what the fuck do you do? All right. There's a couple options. You can ignore the politics altogether. Just focusing on being a player in the game of life and building your life to the absolute max and taking care of your friends and family as much as you can and, and pursuing your happiness, which I recommend. Okay, I recommend pursuing your happiness as best as you can. Or you can still, like I still watch political stuff. Okay, I watch indie media, but I look at it as a spectacle and I look at it as I would WWE. Sometimes I still watch WWE videos online and I watch um, the shoot interviews as well, but that's entertainment. That's what I do when my workday is done. I'm not convincing myself that I'm becoming a more informed citizen, but I am able to build a more informed, articulate picture of the world. And that helps me to some degree in my business of being able to break down more um, clearer picture for you of the world. Also, um, you know, it just interests me and I watch it a bit for entertainment. So if you watch my videos about not caring about politics, I still recommend that. Okay. You can ignore it completely, but you can still watch it just without getting outraged behind it. Okay. One of the few channels I get here in Thailand is Fox news. Okay, it's the it's the only news channel again. I watch that, and but I see how they pull up at your at your outrage strings, but it doesn't trigger me. Okay, um, I don't get triggered from politics. I watch it as the spectacle, and then I try and figure out uh, what's going on backstage, what's going on behind the scenes, what are what's what are the battles really about? Okay, who's fighting who? What are they aiming for? And the more I understand that, the better picture of the world it gets. But at the end of the day, I'm not giving it buy-in. Okay, I'm not bought into the system, right? I'm not, I'm not voting, I'm not bought in, I'm not engaged. I am out of the system and I watch it from time to time for some entertainment value and to perhaps give me a clear picture of the world and be able to give me a clear picture to you guys of what's going on in in but without getting involved in it, okay? And I don't want you to get involved in it. I don't want you to get outraged. I don't want you to get angry. I don't want you to buy in, all right? I don't. If you want to buy in, go read Go read another guy. Go. There's plenty of, of guys in the men's movement who are very much bought into politics and very angry about it and will sell you very hard on why you need to do something about it. Go watch those guys. Okay, because my brand, and that's fine, by the way, if that's what you want to do with your life, if you want to pursue a cause, then pursue that cause. But my brand is a pursuit of happiness and you cannot pursue a cause and pursue happiness at the same time because the cause is never going to make you happy. You're always going to be bought in. You're always going to be outraged. You're always going to have, you know, very few minor victories. You're not going to be able to affect change on a major way. The odds of success are very low of any type of major change. Um, and that's what I'm going to cover a bit in part two. But what I'm saying is recognize that it's a spectacle. Okay. Either ignore completely or check in from time to time, but check in um, from a smart perspective, try and see what's going on behind the curtain and do it without being bought in. All right. The reason we have governments, the reason that we have these people with control over us is because 
99% people are bought in. If people weren't bought in, we could just live like this, human to human. And if everyone had happiness as their primary priority and their wants aligned to their happiness, we could just live and trade and live, you know, be peaceful with each other. It's like, if government magically disappeared, I would live the exact same way. I would not start robbing and raping and torturing people. I would not start stealing from my neighbors, okay? Because I know that would not make me happy and my wants are aligned to my happiness. If everyone had that same perspective and was not bought in, then we would have a beautiful world. But we don't because people are bought in, all right? And people are bought into the spectacle. So what you need to do is recognize what the spectacle is and just pull yourself up, okay? And here's the deal, you're not gonna change the vast amount of people from being bought in, from being marks. You're also not gonna change the spectacle unless you're in the spectacle, okay? You can't change the spectacle of what the scripted reality is unless you are part of it, unless you become the pro wrestler. It's very, I mean, changing it, you can't change from outside. You have to go into it. But to be able to get to the level, you have to be allowed to be in there. And to be allowed to be in there, you have to become one of them. Okay? Which is why I don't advocate the politics. And I don't advocate being a mark. And I don't advocate trying to change other marks because they want to believe in the spectacle. All right? I tell the truth for those who have ears. Okay? If you have ears, then you can hear what I'm saying. But if you don't have ears, you can't hear what I'm saying. Okay? You cannot hear what I'm saying and other people are not gonna be able to hear what I'm saying. And I recognize the vast majority of people aren't gonna hear, be able to hear what I'm saying. I have 5,000 subscribers. PewDiePie playing video games and screaming and making funny noises has 54 million. People want to live and they want to live in the spectacle and they don't want to think. So don't make the mistake of thinking that you can change the marks or change the spectacle from the outside, all right? Recognize it for what it is. Recognize the pursuit of happiness as the smartest, most logical way to live. And if you wanna try and change marks and you wanna try and change the spectacle, then go read and watch somebody else because that is not my brand and it does not make sense to me. However, however, that's not the end game. That's not the end of it. All right, what I wanna cover and what I'm gonna cover in the next um, couple of videos is what to do with your instincts, okay? Um, some people have accused me of being cynical or hedonistic or nihilistic because they can't see reality, okay? So they have to try and put an ism on it, okay? They might think that, but I don't have any ism that I'm selling you. What I'm going to be able to do is, is I'm going to show you how to transmute your, if you're a good person and you're a guy and you want to, as a man, we want to be able to influence the world and we want to be able to create and we want to be able to build. And you can do those things, but you just have to be able to transmute that energy into something that will benefit you and benefit your friends and benefit your family and something where you can actually be effective. Okay. And that's what I'm going to show you in the next couple of um, videos and I'm also going to show you how the buy-in works, how seductive it is, how you get trapped in it, how to prevent being trapped from being bought in in the future as well as 
all the subtle little things that are going on below the surface that are going to keep you coming back and keep you getting outraged and keep you away from um, pursuing your own happiness, as well as I want to give you a more advanced uh, sales pitch on why the pursuit of happiness is the best way to live as opposed to the pursuit of a cause, okay? So that's what to expect in parts two, part three, and part four. And stay tuned and make sure to check those out. With that said, as always, check me out on RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com. Check me out on iTunes, SoundCloud. You can also